MCing, break dancing, beatboxing, DJing, and graffiti. Okay. Those are the main elements of hip hop. I'm not a buttons man, you know. I don't even like <laughs> Wait, my. I don't even like my. Fast. I don't even like my Sky remote. Did you ever having want to be an iPhone? <laughs> having an iPhone's jarring. When I come in here, I see a team of black and brown people. I wouldn't want to get much. You would like, never. I would never take the birds. How do you identify the best rappers if you don't have the worst rappers? On the last episode, we looked at soul, funk, and jazz. This time, we're talking all about hip hop, from its birthplace in the Bronx, New York, thanks to a young immigrant Jamaican DJ, all the way through to its takeover of global popular culture and it dominating the charts in the UK. Afrobeat, hip hop, lovers rock, jungle, UK garage, grime, Afro swing. With its fusion of Caribbean, African, and American sounds, all served with a UK twist. Britain can claim to be black music's most innovative hub. This is Sounds of Black Britain. On this edition of the series, we'll be looking at how rap gave a voice to the voiceless and grew to become probably the most impactful music genre on earth. I'm delighted to have Chip and Cookie Price here with me to break things down. Okay, so let's let's head over to America. Let's Ooh. talk about hip hop. Um, that means we're starting now, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I, now we're gonna start again because you I just said that means we're starting now. Now keep that because it's real. Wow. So let's head over to America. All right, cool. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about let's talk about hip hop. And the reason why I want to do this is because I feel that there are a million trillion documentaries and bits of research that people have done about hip-hop and people have seen where it started in terms of mixing and Grandmaster Flash and all these different things. But I've never had this conversation with British people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've never had this conversation with British people who have made careers in quote-unquote hip-hop, mm-hmm. UK rap, whatever you want to call it. Um, so I'd love to start with you, my dear Cookie. Lovely. Because I want to hear about what hip-hop sounded like for you growing up before you began to build a career mm. within it. Well, hip-hop was mecca for us. Hip-hop was, as it was our foundation to who we were and what we became. And it was, initially, obviously, it was a small community in London, yeah? Mm. Just something that was bubbling in the UK back in the early 80s. And, you know, clearly we looked to, you know, towards the US because that's where... That's where we were consuming music and that's mm. where it was coming from. Our discovery of, of hip-hop was all those elements. We didn't have radio stations playing the music that we are listening to. Okay. There was nothing on TV. There was nothing on TV that looked like us. So everything was about when we went on holiday to the US, I would tape music from the radio stations and bring that back. Okay. That was our mixtapes back mm-hmm. in the day. But the elements that we saw of hip-hop was, you know, MCing, breakdancing, beatboxing, DJing and graffiti. Okay. Those are the main elements of hip-hop. I think that's what drew us to the culture in a very strong way because we grew up listening to, to stuff that our parents listened to, our parents from the West Indies. So it, mm-hmm. was your, it was your reggae, your soca. Anything that was in the household was what we absorbed. But as we got older and started discovering, you know, what we were into, which in the UK, there was a massive, um, like, soul and funk scene in the UK. There were artists in the UK. But, of course, there was no platforms for anybody because the UK wasn't supporting... Black British music. So when you say that as you, usual, as usual, <laughs> as usual nothing. Has we changed. had no internet. We had no internet. So when you say that you were taping um, American radio sets while you were in America, mm-hmm. how old were you when you were traveling over there, and why were you going over there? Did you have family there? Yeah, or? the first time I went to the US, it was in 1979, and I must have been about 11 or 12, mm. and it was a family trip. So going to the US anyway, 
in England, we would watch TV programs like Starsky and Hutch, Kojak and all them kind of things. Mm. So when you go to the US, you're looking for you're looking for that. You're looking for all that that glitzy stuff. But before going to the US. I grew up listening to music in the household. That was just a given for any person of colour in this country, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. So they had all their radio stations, right? So I would be taping on cassette tapes. If mm-hmm. any, you know what cassette tapes are. Yeah, yeah, come just on. Check it, just check it. <laughs> Give us so a break, man. <laughs> so, so we'd have cassette tapes and I would tape these radio stations, right, um, and take them back to the UK and you share them amongst your, your friends. That was going viral, yeah? That was, that was sharing mixtapes. Yeah, yeah. So every year my mission was to go to the US to absorb more hip-hop, to mm. come back with music, to go to the shops, to buy all the clothes that everybody was wearing from the videos that we saw mm. because we didn't have access to anything in the UK. So in the UK, what was happening in terms of hip-hop? Were, what was going... You said it wasn't on radio, it's not on TV. Yeah. So how are people... We, and there's no internet. No internet. How are people... Is it literally you are... The, you're the plug that's bringing... I must be. Hip-hop... <laughs> Hip-hop to London. No, there was pirate radio stations. Okay, Of course. Right. Kiss was a pirate back in the day. Right, okay. There were loads of pirate radio stations around London. I didn't London. know that. Well, that, that Kiss, Kiss was a pirate. Was a pirate no. yeah, yeah, Kiss was a pirate. So... That's dope. You know, that's what we used to tune into. There was also a hub in the UK that was Covent Garden and Leicester Square. Those places were the key locations for all the, the hip-hop kids to kind of... Oh, be. really? Yeah. As in Swear outside? Or outside, <coughs> Covent Garden is, is the mecca of hip-hop in the UK. What? Yeah. I did not know. Yeah. <laughs> I did not well, know this, boy. I thought Covent Garden was a place where the man paints himself in silver. No, the man that paints himself in silver, he was still a part of... He was there, right? There, was, was, oh, there were people okay. doing their junk. People were doing stuff. But for us as young black kids, we didn't have... You know, we had youth clubs to go to on mm-hmm. Fridays, but... What we discovered back then is that this whole movement of hip-hop and the culture, it was a family, right? People from North London, South London, East London, West London, even from, you know, Nottingham, Birmingham, Manchester. We all used to go to different cities to go and check out the clubs and the scene. But somehow, Leicester Square, Covent Garden was a place where all the B-boys and all the MCs, that's where we used to hang. Let me tell you something, London was on fire. And the thing that kind of makes me a bit sad is that we've never connected the dots between what happened in the old school, mm. to what's happening with you guys now. What, what do you mean by that? We've never, we've never like, met. Had, oh, like, had yeah, the yeah, conversations yeah, yeah. and stuff. We've never I had this what? conversation, okay, cool, and this cool. is a conversation that I've dreamt of. It's like, wow, the scene has been so... <clears throat> it's been going on since late 70s, early 80s, and there's just been generations of things happening. And, of course, the music industry evolves. Talent in the UK evolves. It's been absolutely incredible. But we've never all come together. And it's, it's, I would love to be in a big room with old school and new school people mm. to talk about yeah, our yeah. experiences, how the industry's um, evolved, how you guys are kind of like making waves and making money, um, setting up businesses, doing everything. Mm-hmm. And the foundation is hip-hop. Why that probably doesn't happen is because there's, a, I would say, just from my own dealings, there's only like a selective, selected few of us that would say that what we do stems from hip hop. Yes. And that probably sounds crazy to you. That's no, it so doesn't. True. But actually, they don't true. say that. Yeah. They will more say it stems from dancehall first. No, which or, is, you yeah, know yeah, what garage, I'm saying? Yeah. They don't say hip hop yeah. because which they, they pre it as perfectly correct. that is not our thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you get what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Even yeah. though it's like beats, bars, mm-hmm. I always tell people, like, if you got a tin of baked beans and a spoon and someone starts spitting, mm. that's hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. Do you get what I'm saying? But most people, like, that I would consider like oldest to me. Mm. They don't say that. Yeah, 
Yeah, which is brilliant. It's from hip hop. Yeah. They, they don't say that. Yeah, yeah. I think that goes yeah. back to what you're saying about being quintessentially quintessentially British. British. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that it feels more British to say, "Oh, I'm like jungle, I'm a grime artist. Garage, yeah. I came from grime. jungle, which is grime, great. Garage, yeah, because yeah, yeah. You can act, you can but no, to say that I came, say yeah, to say yeah. that I came from hip hop is yeah. like, <laughs> and also because it's part like more so now you're starting to see a rise of like okay. America shows the UK love, love. Mm. but it wasn't like that before. Absolutely yeah. true. It was, it, was, like, it was tiny. What are you lot doing? Yeah, you're we don't understand England you. England speaking English, yeah. but you're the yeah. outsider. Yeah. But it's yeah. like that's which is funny because now. that's a big theme in hip hop. Is that hip hop felt like from, from what I understood when I'm doing my research and watching old videos, mm. it felt like a genre that was born from being an outsider. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so pretty much misfits. Yeah, so it's interesting that that was then the. Um, that was the what's the word like? That was what was passed on to grime artists was from hip hop was mm. you guys are outsiders and it was mm. like oh but so so are you? Mm. Yeah. Do you know what I mean we're doing what you did in England? Yeah. Um. So I can understand why there was that level of friction. But I think what's interesting about what you're saying, Cookie, is there was no correlation between UK grime artists or UK rap artists and US hip hop artists. But mm. there could have been space for there to be a connection with UK hip hop yeah, artists. Yeah. So like, I wonder why there wasn't a connection between the grime artists and the roots maneuvers of the world yeah. because I do think that there was a lot of a closer connection, connection there. in terms of the sound. Like you're not grime artists are not going to be like, yeah, man, I'm you know I'm inspired by Jay Z. Fair, but roots yeah. maneuver came up. I in, think. But I think it's the thing of when people are from where you're from. Sometimes people find it harder to. Yes. A be credit. human a credit yeah, yeah like credit. I, I say be human yes. but I mean like give credit yes. pay respect yeah, yeah. pay homage yes. like I see it all the time like mm-hmm. and the older lot to like me that's why I get on because I'm someone that has always just paid homage mm. yes. like no matter yeah. what 100%. Yeah. hip-hop folklore says the music originally started in August 1973 when a young man known as DJ Cool Herc and his sister Cindy Campbell hosted a back-to-school party in the recreation room of an apartment block in New York's Bronx district Herc was born in Kingston, Jamaica and emigrated to America as a preteen with his family. He'd experienced two things in his homeland that would prove to be instrumental to the genre he helped found. Sound system culture and toasting, where MCs would speak and rhyme over instrumentals to entertain the crowd. As Cool Herc developed his DJ style to focus on The Break, short snippets of songs, often funk tracks, featuring heavy percussion, looped between two separate turntables and extended for partygoers to get down to. A new genre was born. May I ask you? Of course you can. Can I see how like passionately you say like everything comes from hip-hop? Do you, like personally you, believe that hip-hop came before like reggae and dancehall? It was there because the, the person who... Um who started When you say there, I mean, like, do you believe it was before? Not was it there? Like, do you believe it was before? Because you see how you said everything. I reckon. So I reckon if this that, is hip hop. Yeah. Then everything comes from that. I Where reckon, did hip hop come from? I reckon it was neck and neck because um, DJ Cool Herc, he was yeah. the first hip hop DJ in, in the US and he was and, a Jamaican man. And you think there wasn't reggae and dancehall before oh, no, Cool Herc? Of course there was because I was listening to reggae and dancehall before I discovered hip hop. So does everything come from hip hop or does everything yeah. come from. You know why I say that? 
because I'm just a crazy hip hop. Oh yeah, <laughs> okay, cool. yeah. Like I see, just had to ask. Yeah, 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 you, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. It's, that, it's like, nothing <laughs> like oh, this is the gospel. It's like okay, cool. That's how speak, you feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, I'm with I, you now. I'm, I'm that nutter. I will say to you, this cup and the tea in there. It's from hip hop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I just wanted to know where we was at. Do you get what I'm saying? That's amazing. Yeah, that's that's how I see it. And I just think we're all doing amazing things. Yeah, I don't care what genre it is. We're all doing amazing things. And the this country has changed. Now we don't Papa. need to look to the US, yeah? Mm. Of course, we, we have... Artists should always look outside of the UK if you want to grow your career and your mm. business. But back in the day, it was a struggle. And if you got through, we were very lucky. If you mm. you know signed to a major label, so you were able... We were lucky because we are able to record in the US, record mm. with people that we loved, and just be immersed in an industry and just a culture and a vibe from where it came from and bringing it back to the UK mm -hmm. we always when we come back we came back to London mm -hmm. we were so patriotic <clears throat> about London yeah, so yeah. Like, we're London girls describe the picture what's everybody wearing what, oh what, what they're was, wearing what was the fashion what the was fashion it? was back in the day it was like the goose jackets with the fur the Lee jeans with the name belts yeah. and the name chains and the Kango hats and the, the gazelle glasses yeah. the shell toe Adidas and yeah. Pumas what's that like what year is Turbo and Ozone the what dancers what those in the film yeah the film that was late eighties. Yeah, that was late eighties. That's where yeah, so my brain that, goes to. For when you fashion, think about fashion, they yeah, like they were kind of, yeah. they're kind of out there. Their, their style was out there. I think the UK were more conservative, mm -hmm. and and for us as women, we were we were very conservative because we just wanted to wherever we went, we wanted people to see us as we were as mm. as as women and decent <clears throat> women, and we just weren't into to flex because we weren't we just. It just wasn't us. Yeah, so yeah. we were dressing like the guys. Yeah. You know, we would find the lead trousers. We would put on <laughs> the, the shell toes. And when we walked into a club, it's like, oh, the cookies are here. And they'll <clears throat> respect us in a different way. Yeah, yeah. You know, uh -huh. but, you know, and it was a small scene. It was very small. You spoke about um, DJ Huck. Now, even with Chips in here, mm. there are so many different artists who feel, you know, <laughs> I think artists have always sat at the front of our UK rap, hip-hop, grime scene. Mm. We've definitely held up our producers I don't think we ever forget who makes the, the production mm -hmm. of the music but artists have been a really big thing especially from the grime days back then though can you talk to what it was like as a DJ because I feel like that was a big part like the DJ Herx of the world they <laughs> were the stars of hip hop yes the DJ so tell us about some of the DJs maybe not in England but in the US that you saw and thought that's that's something that's impressive and why did you not pick DJing over, over rapping oh why when I think about DJing now, I regret not learning to DJ. Oh, really? Yeah. But DJing on the turntables. Because mm. as time went on again, it was DJing on the... CDJs. You, CDJs. Um, and there's still time for me to learn. Um, I mean, obviously, DJs were always the superstars because they're the ones that created the music, right? And, and I'm not talking about studio music. It is the art of um, cutting up records, yeah. like using instrumentals. Sometimes it was... a the DJ, like on record sleeves, the DJ was the main artist and it was like, a, was the main performer and, right. the, and the, the artist who was performing was a feature. Right. So they played a massive part. If you didn't have a good DJ or DJ on the road, there wasn't much you can do. But it was always important to have a DJ. And in the UK, we had a couple of the best DJs, um, which is DJ Business, he's still doing his thing. One of our DJs, DJ Dazzle, who's passed away um, a few years ago. But we always, us as a, as a team, we placed a big importance as who was, even though they were behind you, mm. as far as we're concerned, they was in front of you. Right. And in the US, it was the same with their DJs. We'd look up to their DJs, like DJ Red Alert, absolutely dope. There's just so many out there. And we play hom pay homage to them all the time. Yeah. We see them as artists. Yeah. You know? And even now, DJs in this country are superstars. Mm. Right? Sometimes pro producers are superstars. 
you know. But yeah. it's it's a mixture of, of everything. When we speak about hip hop and grime not having that really tight connection, it's mm. interesting because DJs and producers are massive on pirate radio and grime days. Yeah. Like they those sets would have been nothing without those elements. Yeah, hundred percent. I think um it's harder to be a DJ. I think personally, but someone would would hear me and say, "Nah, man, you're getting mad. It's harder to rap." Mm. But I just think anything that involves where technology will keep adapting takes like a different true, set of skills. Know. If I was a rapper, I could have been a hundred years ago yeah. or tomorrow. Yeah. If you got a tin of baked beans yeah. and a spoon, yeah. all yeah, I need is my mouth. Yeah. Like it's if true. you're a DJ, you're yeah. going from tapes to turntables to mm. CDs mm. to this. Yeah. Like it's, it's constantly changing. That's real. And I think sometimes the change can create less chance for every DJ to become a superstar. Mm. Yes. Whereas rap 100. don't really change. So yeah. probably why you get true. more rappers than DJs. I might be wrong, mm. but it's just what I was thinking. It's a good analogy. Is there any reason yeah. why you didn't get into the production side? I'm not a buttons man, you know. I don't even like <laughs> Wait, my. I don't even like my fast. I don't even like my Sky remote having an iPhone, having an iPhones jarring. Like I'm just not on it, you know. I made yeah. a beat once with Wiley actually. How once when I was 14, it was hard, didn't it? Like I'm a music man. <laughs> Don't get me wrong, if I was a DJ, I'd be hard. I always say, like, even, oh when, even when I come skeps and that, and then we start sound clashing in the kitchen, I know all the songs. I can go back good 30, 40 years beyond me. But if you pass me anything with buttons, I'm just not on it, man. But it's so funny, the other day when we left, uh, when we was in um, Ibiza, and then finished the DJ set, mm. man saying, boy, you know, I'm about to get some decks, dog. <laughs> God, yo, fam. You enjoyed oh, it. The DJ thing, you know. Yeah. Yo, little pension thing. Let's go. Oh, you get me? Put on, put down the rap and just the buttons, man. <laughs> yeah, and then the skate was asking me like, "What about JC? JC can he can do the mixing and that? You yeah. just select the tunes." I'm yeah. like, you know, if I be honest with me, that's probably why I went so hard at like mm. perfecting for me like the craft of bars like mm. being able to spit on absolutely anything, anything. was like yes. me compensating for not being one of the people that I always give the respect to like the people that can DJ produce and MC and possibly mix their own song Stuff. and yeah. record themselves like for me they're my goats mm. like mm. real greatest of all yeah. time like 100%. that's for me that's them in it mm. but how I compensated was okay cool but I can MC on anything, anything. yeah that was my thing. Just how much better can I get better at just MCing? If I'm not gonna do nothing else, like I'm choosing. Yeah. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So I need the best engineer, mm -hmm. I need the best producers, mm -hmm. I need the best DJs, all that like my beckoning call, you get yeah, me? But yeah. me, just the mic thing, yeah. Card, yeah. the buttons things. Man. I know I'm I getting guess. for his thirty second birthday now. Bare <laughs> <laughs> remote controls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna buttons, Google like, once that buttons. buttons. I'm gonna just send best stuff from Amazon oh to your my house. Gosh, buttons. One of the things I would love to talk about because it's something that all black music genres will go through at some point without fail mm -hmm. is the resistance from authority mm -hmm. and is also the rejection of success within that area, within that genre, sorry, by mainstream media. So, and I'd love to hear from both of you mm. on that. Oh, okay, did you see or experience as a hip hop artist in the UK? What was that experience like for you? And then Chip, I also want to hear yeah. from you. However many years later, how yeah, you experienced yeah, yeah, yeah. that as the well? Rejection from the establishment was it was horrible. Mm. You know, we had resistance from certain radio stations, certain DJs uh, when our records were getting on the playlist, which was you know like the Radio One playlist, and it had to be played during a certain period in the day mm. by certain DJs. There were certain DJs that were vocalised. You know, I'm not a fan of blah 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 because we worked with like Edwin Starr and Roy Ears, and we worked with these people. Who are they? 
um, their soul artists, Edwin Sorry, Star from yeah. Motown oh, okay, and, cool, and, and Royers. So we worked with big stars. They co-signed us and we worked with them. We worked with them. We didn't just sample their music, put it out, and next minute you hear Cookie Crew's getting sued. Mm-hmm. We'd done the right thing, yeah. right? But on the outside, the establishment didn't really see that we were collaborating. So when our music was being played, they would make little remarks and comments like, oh, well, such and such, um, you know, I'm not a fan of Cuckoo, but because the record was what, top 10 or top five, whatever, it had to be played. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we'd go to do um, road shows and performances and you could see the DJ was reluctant or wasn't really welcoming of us performing on this this stage where uh-huh. it had loads of different pop artists on. Just for people that maybe aren't familiar with your music, mm-hmm. did you guys have swearing in your music? No, you know what? We come from that generation where I don't think we knew how to use bad words. I say that because I want people to know that mm. right now the argument is people are rapping about crime yeah. in music. Yeah. We were rapping about political stuff. Right. So yeah. I, I want people to understand that, you know, it's whether it's a young boy who's rapping mm. about crime or it's young women who mm. are rapping about you know, rights and political this and yeah. whatever, or just making music, there's always some kind of resistance to that. Always a resistance. People. Always yeah. a resistance. No matter where we went, there wasn't a big support for black music in general. Chip, when was the first time within your music career that you started to realise that people were against your music or your content or whatever it was because of what you look like, where you're from and what you were saying? I always had the approach with anything... But like before music, like my dad made me understand that I'm a black boy in England. Mm. Like so before, I'm I was just never looking for the odds to be on my side anyway. Yeah. yeah. So no matter what I stepped into, I always had that approach. But the first time, I would say like a wave of experiencing resilience and like breaking a boundary down and doing it at a time where you know it's like when we look back at that time, say like the first wave of not just one black boy being on playlist radio, but like a wave of us, like breaking that door down yeah. was actually a door to break down. Yeah. Like you was trying new sounds for a reason. It's almost like revising for an exam and mm-hmm. then getting the grades you want. Mm-hmm. But then once one of us do it, two of us do it, three of us do it, four of us do it, now that door's open. And also getting record deals. Do you get what I'm saying? Because it's like through each era from like when I remember wanting to spit, like if I listen to Garage, like Pirate Radio, it was like not all of them got a deal. Like cool. So there was Just So Solid and then there was Just Dizzy Mm -hmm. and then like there was like Kano after and then like my wave, there was like the Me's, the Tinchies, the Tinies, Mm -hmm. uh, Bigger N-Dubs as well. But like just a rise of people from ethnic minorities taking over Mm -hmm. legal radio Mm -hmm. getting through that was quite a like you could feel the resilience but we knew what we was doing yeah do you get what i'm saying even like signing deals it's like you felt like robin hood it was like cool like i'm gonna go in this building (laughs) yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. guys i'm gonna check how it works yeah Yeah. i'll come back with with intel i'm gonna be back (laughs) i'm saying like that's 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 what it felt like do you get what i'm saying because Like, man was in the charts before man signed the deal. Mm. So I understood that there was two options here. Mm-hmm. Then you start entering worlds and you start understanding, like, what's really going on. Mm-hmm. Then you start seeing there's more barriers. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And then also festivals. Because at the time, like, I always tell people, like, I didn't know what certain radio stations were yeah. until I had to get on them. Like, I'm black, I'm from Harringay. All my knows Jenny Francis and Choice and Pirate. <laughs> done. Do you get what when I'm saying? radio was good. Yeah. yeah, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So festivals was also one because at the time it was like, when man's playing like the other stage Glastonbury or main stage wireless, 
ain't ever heard of these things, mm. but I know that I have a responsibility. So it's like whoever the black artist is, that's why we we're up there. We want live band. Mm. We're taking it serious, man. Yeah. Going up there and just singing over the DJ yeah. playing the track. Like we're representing. I flop. None of you are getting booked next year. Mm -hmm. yeah. like, like all of us had like a bigger weight on our shoulders yes. to like go in there and it's like, do they want us there? No, of course they want mm. some rock band or something. But if we get up there and we do it properly, mm -hmm. like full set, live band, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's like, cool, you didn't want us, but look. Look what we yeah, can do. Do you get what yeah. I'm saying? They could not ignore what was going on. And that's, and that's what happens. And I think through every like emerging sound and like sound changes it will give you like four or five stars mm -hmm. and the same barriers will be broken but mm -hmm. with different like faces yeah. Yeah, yeah. so like now i'm not gonna say radio is not important because i do understand that there's like a demographic of people that only consume yes. music through when they get in their car to yes. work yeah. and when they go home for yes. instance but the new generation they don't have to think about radio they have an iphone mm -hmm. they can go Studio, direct to the people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know if everything that happened before them played a part in that or if just technology moved on and that's how it is now. But yeah. I'm sure they're probably facing their own versions of what of, doors yeah, to break. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, the absolutely. label one, I don't think that's still a thing mm. as such. But the radio, well, one, the radio one, I think, is kind of... That's not something that's... That yeah, I don't think it's yeah. a thing anymore. I mean, in my days, it's like, it's all about radio. Yeah, you have you're, to, on, you're on a C-list, you're on bro, an A-list. Bro, they used like, to cry every had. Wednesday, like, yeah, we got the meeting. <laughs> I'm, not gonna start I'm not even going to start naming people like, oh my God, these days to do my head in with this bro. I'm like, <laughs> like, you lot really take my tune like it's an audition and go and yeah, sit down yeah. in front of people yeah, and play my song. Yeah. I, could, I used to do my that head. I'm telling so disheartening. It never disheartened me because I'm, I'm just a confident guy and I'm hard. I just I can't believe that you are here at this building yeah. employed to take my song to go and sit down in front of a man and press play that knows nothing about <laughs> where I'm coming from or this type of music or it's anything. It's a mad concept. Like it's a, some type of audition. Like, mm. You get what I'm saying? I just think, do you lot do your thing in it? Cause I know it's going to go anyway. But <laughs> The world's changed. It's mad. The world has yeah. changed. It's great now that... People they access music everywhere and anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's like you, if you make something today, you can have it live tomorrow. Mm -hmm. In my time, it's like okay, it's ready. It's like six. Have a six week build up and all that stuff. You say your time. I went yeah, through that, that as well. What yeah, six God. weeks? People use the terms interchangeably. Rap with hip hop, whereas hip hop is the bigger culture. Rap is something you do. Hip hop is something you live. From its humble beginnings amongst poor, black and Latino communities in the impoverished South Bronx, rap music has grown to become probably the most dominant global cultural force. And its influence has directly and indirectly influenced the growth of new sounds, be it jungle and grime in the UK, Miami bass and Brazilian bi-funk, or the slam poetry scene. So let's look at how rap has influenced the world and how the UK finally found its own voice and blew up. One of the things I've been very, very interested in, especially when I see the results of it, is people who start in genres of music like hip-hop, hip like grime, that start as the quote-unquote outsiders, mm -hmm. right? You start from the, oh, I'm over here in my niche world where nobody um, really cares and I've got this core audience of people. And then you put in loads of work, you work really hard, the stars align, and now you are a global cultural leader. I'm always interested in what that feels like, and I think you two are perfectly placed to talk about mm. this, because 
sometimes being an outsider becomes your drive. It's your motivation, right? Yeah. You feel like no one wants to listen to me and so I've got to fight really hard to get people to listen. But now they're all listening. Yeah. Now everybody likes you and everybody thinks you're great. Mm-hmm. What is your motivation at that point and how do you continue to be a a driven, um, you know, have things to say and really make a change in what you're doing continuously when the world now loves you? What happens is... British bulldog culture where everyone loves you and then it feels different and now you're in a situation where you have to tap into what got you on in the first place Okay. I don't think there's one artist from Britain that has just been loved the whole time Okay. Mm. that's what I think happens because it's like even when you say like Grimes like outside the culture it's like whenever something's like a niche or like a sub sub genre like people look at it like crabs in a bucket mm-hmm. do you get what I'm saying so someone on the outside is looking like you're the outsiders but inside the outside yeah. there's separate outsiders so I always <laughs> yeah. felt like an outsider anyway because yeah. it was like the subject matter or the way people presented themselves as grime MCs I was on the opposite like right. I wanted to be fly Yes, I wanted girls to like my stuff Yes, I wanted to say yeah I like school mm-hmm. the only person that kind of reminded mm-hmm. me of like what I was on a bit was JME. It's just like someone that just wasn't afraid to just be themselves. It's mm-hmm. not like because I do grime, now I have to rap about 10 people that got stabbed or whatever. Right. Or, mm-hmm. yeah, do you get yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Or crack someone's skull or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I was just on my own one. Mm-hmm. So I already had that type of, I'm not really like you guys anyway, okay. but if I have to show it, like mm-hmm. I'll be, yes. we're going to get down. Do you ever stop feeling like an outsider though? Even when you are at the very, very top of the mountain? I, I will say, mm. me, like think of everything I've done only more so of now yeah do i genuinely feel like i have nothing to prove right i have everything to do yeah but nothing to, to prove. prove right like if you name it it's on youtube mm-hmm. like what whatever type of song yeah. whatever type of bar yeah brother Go there. It's Can I just all say, there. It's also, yeah? it's, also it's, there. On, it's also on Spotify because if you watch it on YouTube, he's not going to get paid as much. As hey, oh. my guy. But that's what I'm saying. But it's like the history is there. Mm-hmm. But like I said, for a long period of time, I don't know, maybe because I've felt the you loved me and then you didn't so love me. Yeah. And now you love me again. Yeah, yeah. I right, watch this. It almost gets, it's like a drug. It's like mm-hmm. addictive. Yes. It's like a feeling of knowing I can change your opinion about me. Yes. That's nang. Yeah. Then you can start getting addicted. Yeah. Sometimes you can get carried away. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm. But um, yeah, that's for me, that's that's how it kind of hits yeah. me yeah. along the ways. Yeah. Thank you for that. You go up, yeah. you go down, you go up. You, but you, you know in yourself. Yes. You get what I'm saying? But at this point today, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like that's a, that's a brilliant I have place anything to, to prove. Isn't that like, it's, it's, it's nice hearing the, how you have to adapt and <clears throat> that whole thing of, you know, the outsiders judging you one minute you're up there, down there. It's like, if you're grounded, you yeah. know where you are. But they're going to say that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's where, just, where are you at? Yeah, that's just how the industry is or the outsiders are. Mm-hmm. It's like they want. They also like to see success fail, which is which it, is fine. Literally. It's just, it's just human nature. So you, you have to adapt. And, you know, again, for us, we come from a different era. Where, and I love the accolades are absolutely remarkable. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> Uh, just, can, can just touch me here. Yes, yes, 100%. <laughs> <laughs> the accolades are amazing. It's just, this is what I like about what's going on now is that the accolades, you know, you're talking about game platinum, you're talking about, it's just incredible, you know. Yeah, uh, what, so blase as well, like it's yeah, normal, but it's not actually normal. Like, it's, not, where, it's not normal. It, I just, I it's just not don't normal, feel but like, it should yeah. be normal. That, is, that should be normal. Those accolades should be just there. They should be given. And you've done, you've worked for it. What I like now is that artists are creating 
businesses and proper business yeah. where revenue's coming in. Look at what the UK's doing. There's no excuse and it cannot be ignored. And when I go into spaces and I go, in, see, go to events and I see all these pockets of smart black people like, in business, in control. What is it that happens now? And I, I don't want you to just say the internet because I feel like oh, there's no, more no, to that. But yeah. mm. you've got artists who have, like you said, it's not, oh, you know, we sell a bit of merch. There's artists that have their own separate businesses that mm. exist and they are working in multiple areas mm. of um, media, entertainment, or sometimes nothing to do with that. Mm. Why do you think that we didn't see the earlier um, artists in Britain in hip hop make Maybe businesses? There wasn't much of us around, right? right. We were there. Right. There's nobody that looked like us to mm. work with us, right. and that's that was the problem. So even in terms of marketing, when you go and have a marketing meeting and they're presenting you with this, that, and the other, it's like, no, but we want to do do this and that, and we'd all get our own way because we're very, very kind of like hardcore in how we wanted to present ourselves. Yeah. But there was no, nothing that looked like. Us. Right. promoters radio stations you know there was a handful of you know either you know DJs at clubs or DJs on a radio station but it wasn't what it is now mm -hmm. you know with you sitting in certain spaces you sitting in look at everyone sitting in their spaces yeah. so when I come in here I see a team of black and brown people that's that's now the norm to me. Mm. Uh, yeah, I guess at the time there was so much to fight for. Even thinking about so starting much. a business was and in, so far down yeah. the line. And, and numbers, like you guys could walk in there with numbers, you know mm. what I mean? With um, If it weren't you, it was another group. So you had it was strength in numbers. Even though we had numbers, they were small in comparison. And we weren't strong enough or had enough industry savvy to walk in and bust down the door and say, we want it like this. Yeah. It just wasn't like that. It was a different time and a different space. Yeah. One of the things I'm really happy about with this specific episode is that we have a woman in the room who was a part of and is a part of hip hop in the UK, which I feel, well, one, thank you so much to the team putting it together because I think it's important to have voices that are representing um, all the different types of people that were within the music. But two, I would like to hear from both of you about how often you saw women in your places of work. And by places of work, I mean, whether it's a show, studio, whatever it is, are you a one of one? Was Were Cookie Crew a one of one? Or was that something that you would see? Back then. Back then. And then obviously Chip now as well. Is that something that you guys have seen? I mean, back then, yeah, we were, one, one in terms of walking to a business or your label and seeing... Women who make give up. On our label, it was us and it was, um, our label mates were like Salt and Pepper in the US. Mm -hmm. In the UK... There was a bunch of hip hop artists around. There was um, she rockers, um, we pop girl rappers were around. Um, who else was there? There was. It, it, I mean, again, it's minimal compared yeah. to what's happening yeah. now. Yeah. I mean, it is. What's happening now is like I'm like, wow, and I love it. But that wasn't there at the time, so we were bickering in it. It's like who's the best? Um, <laughs> but it was normal. Yeah, but that's, that is hip hop. Like 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 who's yeah. the best? Yeah, yeah. But now the girls are killing it. Yeah. What about you, Chip? Would you ever have clashed? A woman MC. Yeah, why not? The, re the reason why my automatic reaction goes, yeah, because it weren't a clash, yeah, but if I was an MC on that song with Miss Dynamite, when Which she one? Envy remix. Oh, Envy, yeah, 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 yeah. Between us bitters, we know, yeah. Even if we're friends, if there's five of us on the tune, we're yeah. clashing, innit? Yeah, like, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. who yeah. wrote the tune. <laughs> yeah. I you wouldn't would, want to get murked. You would like, never I would, stand I would, there no, and take a verse. I wouldn't let her do me like that, bro. So I'm not going to pretend, innit? Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm making sure my verse is as good yeah, or yeah. up to par yeah. with Miss Dynamite's one. If that Miss Dynamite yeah. comes for you, yeah. 
What are you going to do? Well, no, I'm not the MC. What are you going to do? If you walk into Jammer's basement and Envy Miss Dynamite is in there and she sprays the maddest And verse, she sprays are me. Are you spraying the verse back? I'm spraying because I'm living, walking proof of what can happen if people spray for you and you don't spray back. Yeah. What? That's me. When 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 everyone was on me and Chip didn't say nothing, what did you not say? Yeah. Boy, my man's done in it. Yeah. That could have been that could have been male or female, wasn't it? Yeah. Spray back, yeah. man. <laughs> you get me? You're getting sprayed. Spray back. Spray this back. is what That's this brilliant. thing is built on. Yeah. What are you talking about? You, you, stepped, you stepped into the ring. Come on, man. I'm, I love that. I'm not discriminating. Yeah. I love that. I know there are women who are artists that have experienced from other artists that are men crazy injustice and prejudice I know that's a fact mm -hmm. but I've seen in this scene specifically mm -hmm. that I have always been privy to women being welcomed into the space mm -hmm. no matter where that space is that's good to know that's what I've seen yeah, I'm not saying it doesn't exist but that's what I've seen and it's just interesting that Chip's saying now about doesn't matter who, when, where, what that I'm going to spray but that is if, your character yeah. to be fair in that mode in that, yeah, 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 yeah. that is 100% yeah. like, your character but that, I, that is such it proves that there's such a love for lyricism and for the art of rapping for all of us yeah. male, female yeah. cat and, and dog and that's how it should, should be, be. Yeah. that should be and if a female put in that position in that Oh, how do you feel being women in the male-dominated thing? It's like, can Jenna, can, so can you start asking me that question? Do you get that question as well? That's all they used to ask us. They I always said, call me in March on Women's History Month to ask me the same question every year. In a male-dominated, so stop asking the question. <laughs> I'm going to just completely stay <laughs> out of this one. Chip, it's I'm so frustrating. It, it's, Honestly, it's, annoying. it's, it's the it's, most frustrating question in the world. It's a boring question. Exactly. Because yeah. there's no, what, who cares? What's the, what's the answer? She like primary school. Yeah. Sports day and that Like yeah. they never separated Well in my oh, primary yeah. school when did They, they yeah. didn't separate The boys and the girls On yeah. sports day And I remember one time I had a bad ankle Year 6 And I got beat in a race By a girl called Norton And yeah. I was I was just upset As if anyone beat me She could yeah. dust her Do you oh, get what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah. And then later on in life As I got older And I started to realise When Do you know what I mean? Like I have I have women on my team uh, My manager's female And when they say that there is a difference mm. in how women are treated i just hear them yeah but it takes me back to when does the separation because yeah, exactly. i don't always remember it yeah like i remember like going taekwondo and my sensei um clive his his daughter no great. one wanted a kick in the face from her, Charlene. No one, like, yeah, Charlene. no one wanted a kick in from their Charlene. face from Charlene. Like, Charlene could kick the ceiling. Now, wow. her thing was, oh my yeah. dear, if she kicks you, you're, you're, you know what's you're going gone. on. It's mad. When she kicks that pad, male, female, cat, dog, you don't want a kick from Charlene. Yeah. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Lyric, so I'm thinking, when I. I I don't know. Now I'm, I don't know, probably just more conscious because I'm getting older. Like, mm, yeah. I'm trying to identify yeah. when the separation yeah. happens yeah. and also why. Yeah. yeah. Whenever the subject, I just go to Miss Dynamite. Yeah, she's I dope. just go to, and I don't just go to Miss Dynamite. I go to that verse on that song <laughs> with Beer Man. Yeah. And it makes me say, just for anyone, male or female, if you just be Nang, they have to say your Nang. There's no way around it. And there's others that I can name as well. Mm. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Women that inspire me, women yeah. that are cold, women that are dope. And they're not just, mm. they're not dope women. They're dope because they spin you male, Crazy. female, cat yeah, or yeah, dog. Yeah, 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 and yeah. that's what everyone should just aspire to be. I just want to hear your thoughts on the differences between a young person growing up on hip hop from the 80s in the UK and a young person growing up from hip hop now. 
Um, uh, and when I say hip hop, I mean everything that falls underneath that. That's why I what see. What would you say? What would you say those differences are for you guys? It just if to, off the top of your head. First, if I had to summarize, and I hate summarizing because it sounds like you're making everyone one person, but mm-hmm. I would say as technology goes up, craftsmanship yeah. goes down. Ooh, hello. Okay. Hello. Oh, right out. Double wood, double wood. Double wood, Wow. That's what I think. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? The for the art form, the essence mm-hmm. of what this thing is built from. Mm-hmm. The better the iPhone gets, the less people are gonna be able to rhyme when you just start beatboxing or no. when you just start making a beat on the table. No. The better the iPhone gets. No. That's what I think. And that for me, without sounding like the old guy. It's it's not a problem because it is a problem. Shall I tell you why I say it's not a problem? Yeah, because how do you identify the best rappers if you don't have the worst rappers? Mm. But then, are you saying like if everyone's just absolutely incredible at rapping, like what what, 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 what do we do? But are you saying then (laughs) that that music's gonna get worse and worse and worse? What 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 does that what does that look like? What it looks like to me is you get a collective of. Do you know what I mean? I've seen it happen before a wave of oh, things are starting to sound the same or things are starting mm. to get a bit boring or rare, rare and and then something or someone just goes comes through dumb. and yeah. changes that mold and shows everyone that I agree you. Mm. we weren't see we're not the old people that was going mad because look now this person's here yeah. and you like it and yeah. we like yes. it do you get yeah, what I'm I saying agree. so 100%. after a while of you know what I'm saying you know how it goes like these stations like who's hot for this year mm. and then no one else matters for that year then there's another four the next year <laughs> and then within four years there's a sound change like it will keep happening yeah, yeah. but yeah, I no. think that's what ha- that's what's going to happen yeah. through I, all of that someone yeah. will come through that mm. will bridge it just all yeah. together yeah. for a bit and then they'll get boring too then we're on to the next one <laughs> well this is it the, the, longe- just, this, the longevity of, mm-hmm. of talent um, as, as what's happening in the world now like you know the whole onslaught of digital and how music is, is made has it made people lazy and has it allowed um, everyone to think that they can make music because everyone can make music uh-huh. right and everybody everybody wants the playlist don't they they want the playlist without thinking beyond if something gets on a playlist what is my release yes. strategy what is my what is my career path it's just this one moment and I just think everything is fast 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 and I do miss the period of when there was a a build up and you actually spent spent time on your craft and you delivered quality music and you didn't care what man and man was doing mm-hmm. out there mm-hmm. and comparing yourself to them but you'll come with something different but like you said everybody might start sounding the same and then that for one sec- person will creep through and it's not with always something different. it's not always someone new for instance mm. an example for me just in this past 3 months of whatever's been happening mm. in my mad world yeah through everything that's come out it was nice to see just Khaled's album overall, yeah, there's some good songs on there. Yeah. But the way everyone was speaking about that Jay-Z verse uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. was it's more not... than I've seen about anyone's yeah. song. I got you. Just the verse, just the verse. That, that respected the old school checklist mm-hmm. of what makes a good verse. Mm-hmm. Do you get what I'm yes, saying? Just yeah. occasionally something comes through that restores yeah. some balance. And there's moments like that that really um, give me hope. Yeah, yeah. do you get what I'm I saying? You can, I think there is, you know, there's easy. so yeah. much going on that actually you can feel that it's a never-ending... To me, social media is like... It's like the you school can playground. The next post. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like the school playground. We're just talking for talking's sake on mm-hmm. social media. And I think if you spend lots of time in that playground, it can feel like the quality level has fallen. Yeah. But then that one verse comes through and that becomes a talk yeah. that everyone's 
speaking about and you remember oh okay, like there's still earlier. yeah there yeah. is still that it reminds love for great yeah. and it will never go yeah. And, and I, yeah I agree craftsmanship okay so let's do this and we're going to end with um, an impossible question because mm-hmm. impossible questions oh. are always fun there's um, no such thing what as an impossible question yes there is are you ready for it I've got it right now are you ready okay. ladies first <laughs> <laughs> okay I want you both mm-hmm. to tell me a bar or a verse oh, no. from an artist, not yourselves, um, oh. that sums up the power of hip hop. I would say, yeah, I, and I was why I'm picking this one is <laughs> yeah. because I reckon that hip hop heads, rhymers, fifteen years before it and fifteen years after it Ooh. will hold it in high regards for. That is hip hop. Okay. No studio tricks. No auto tune. Oh, I'm excited. What is it? Tell us. Jay Z's Funk Master Flex. Um, was it Hot 97? The um freestyle. Um, I don't um, know it. You don't see? Oh, it's mad. No. Okay. Maddest, maddest. Funk like, Flex. Word for word. Do you remember what year it was? The one where he says, "See Jesus, see Judas, <laughs> see Biggie, see Pat, you see Marcus, wow. see Malcolm, yeah, you see Biggie, see Pat, see success and this outcome." Success is like suicide. You succeed, prepare to be crucified. Yeah, that one. Go okay. listen to that and you'll learn something Damn, and say, yo, guess what? I don't think I could just do that. Okay. Yeah, that, for me, that one. That feels, yeah. that feels strong. Yeah, you were that saying some strong. mad things that in that strong. one. That feels strong. Yeah. So independent. I might buy You're not going to give us a verse? Darling. Huh? I'm just, you know when you just... In the old days, when you used to get rights, but I, I just can't think of anything. <laughs> it's one of those ones. If she had hit me up before, like I started getting all deep and ethical, like rise it Swiss cry, like no, yeah. okay, cool, let's go. No, that was a dope one. That was dope. I, 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 yeah, that just... freestyle there for me, like when you have to stand and stand there and rap in it. Okay. You ain't got no so whatever, pro tools, no says, logic, no none of that. Spit your bars now. Are word, your bars no. mad? The man said, "Be a mad things." There you go. So whatever he said, I'm that, huh? Whatever oh he said, man, I'm that. I'm that. Have you not got one? No, I haven't got one. Yeah, that's the hardest freestyle for me in the world. I haven't got one in the world. Man, that's it's too mad. Yeah, no, I haven't got one. Should we just go with chips answer? Yeah, man. Yeah, it's winning. How you mean? Okay, we're going with chips answer. Yeah. You know what's gonna Let's annoy go. me? I'm gonna think of it later. I'm going to think, I should have said that verse. Well, there you go. The answer <laughs> of the three songs between Chip Cookie and I are actually just the same freestyle. Yeah. Grammy freestyle, Jay-Z, Jay-Z. Funk, Flex. Yeah, on Hot 97. Okay. On Hot 97. Bars. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you. <laughs> That's it for this episode of The Sounds of Black Britain. Next time, we are delving into the rise of jungle, garage and grime. So get your gum fingers ready. The Sounds of Black Britain podcast is brought to you by The Black Curriculum and produced by Unedited. Presented by me, Julie Adenuga. Our executive producer is Andrew Spence. The series producer is Sifa Inchi. Our assistant producers are Akeem Moore-Nickel and Bookie Fadipe. This episode was filmed by JJ Jemio. The series is written by Drew Christie. Our sound designer is Tony Onuchuku. Listener.